0: Southern Miss, to, to the top. You're tuned in to
2: the Eagle Hour.
0: All right. Welcome to 2023, the first Eagle Hour of the New Year. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty, Kelly Center. We're at the Southern Bank Court Studio here in Hattiesburg, and we're glad to kick off the new year with you. All right, Steve Knight, the former Golden Eagle great, now coach of William Carey University, the winningest basketball coach in Mississippi history will be on the show a little later. He enjoyed a great milestone last week. Al Holder, our good buddy from up in Brandon, going to join us later in the show. We're going to introduce a new member, the newest member of the uh, Super Talk Mississippi staff that will be pretty familiar, I think, to some of you Southern Miss uh, fans and uh, listeners of the Eagle Hour. And we're hoping to talk to a head uh, women's basketball coach, Joy Lee McNellis, had her scheduled on the show, have not been able to reach her. Uh, hopefully, uh, Coach uh, McDallas will be able to join us here in the first segment. We're glad you're with us. Dickey's Barbecue sponsors the opening segment as we enter the new year, and we thank them for all they've done for the past eight or nine years on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad to have Dickey's Barbecue part of the show again in
1: 2023. And it is hard to believe, Bob. This this year we'll celebrate the 10th anniversary uh, of the Eagle Hour. Time does pass fast when you're having fun.
0: For sure, about that. Lady Eagles and the men both won over the weekend. The Lady Eagles uh, defeated uh, South Alabama. Uh, what was that score, Kelly? You got that handy? South f- 58-37. There you
1: go. Uh, the
0: men uh, defeated Appalachian State 76-70. The men improved to 13-2. The Lady Eagles are up now to 9-4. and And uh, uh, just talk about the men first, 76-70, App State. Uh, the Golden Eagles keep winning But the first two conference games, Kelly, if there are any indication, there's not going to be many easy nights in the Sun Belt.
1: Everything's going to be nip and tuck, and Jay Ladner's Eagles now go on a four-game road swing. You know, the uh, Sun Belt schedule is Thursday, Saturday, so they will travel to Lafayette this Thursday to take on the Cajuns. Then they'll go to Monroe for a battle with the Warhawks on Saturday. Then they will head uh, out east and that Marshall game on the 12th, you know, has been moved to ESPN 2. So that'll be a nationally uh, televised game uh, against Marshall. And then uh, they end up that four game road trip and then come back to take on South Al sometime in the middle of the month. But you're right, Bob. Those first two games were, were nip and tuck. And the Eagles had as big as like a 12 point lead in that second half. But App State shot the three, shot the fire out of the three ball. I mean, every time you'd think you're going to put them away, boom, they'd come down. And I'm not talking three point shots. I'm talking if there was a five point shot. (laughs) That was about the distance they were making them from. And it's so frustrating when you're trying to put a team away like that. And, um, and credit App State, I mean, making those long three point shots. But I don't think the game was as close as perhaps the score. You know, indicated the Eagles missed a few free throws down the stretch, although they shot the ball pretty well from the free throw line. They missed a couple ones at the end where then App State will go down and shoot three. So you were exchanging one point for three points, and it doesn't take a lot of math to figure out, doesn't take long, then to close that gap. But it also shows that that the Eagles know how to finish. They know what it takes to win close games, and that'll come in handy now as they set to the road for four straight. And we'll have one of the Eagle coaches with us tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. One of the things that uh, strikes
0: me after watching the first two games is how
1: physical the play is and how the officials are letting the games be, I think, relatively physical. I think so, too. Not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of teams going into the bonus, uh, either, either team. Uh, Crowley had a great game for Southern Miss, showed that even though he's a big guy, he can go inside, but he can also shoot the three ball. And as we've already learned, that uh, Felipe Hasse can shoot the three ball and make it if he needs to. But one thing I think needs to be pointed out, Bob: Felipe Jase is not a secret anymore. You no, know, no. Uh, these other teams would be wise if they will continue to try to buckle down on him because, um, but but he's still doing his share of scoring in those wins. Here's what he does too
0: that uh, maybe is a little underrated. He's a tremendous passer. He really passes the ball and help even when he's not scoring. He really helped the team with his
1: ability to pass the ball. Eagles got a little bit lazy in the second half with the, with their rebounding. They'd pull the rebound down, but then one of the one of the Mountaineers would slap the ball out of their hands. They were not anticipating uh, App State being quite as aggressive. But again, they did what it what it took to one, seventy six seventy six to seventy. And uh, now they'll you win those two at home. Now we're going to see as they as they take to the road and Louisiana and Marshall, two pretty good teams, at least by the prognosticators. So we'll see how they do now on the road 13
0: and 2 that's got a ring to
1: it and the lady eagles against south al gave up 10 points in the first half they held south alabama to 37 points the entire game yeah i mean at 10 10 in the first half 27 in the second i mean 10 points In the first half. So I think it's clear um, and would bring a a big smile to Joy Lee McNellis's face that the defense of this women's team is really superb, or at least it has been to this point. You know, when they played William Carey, there were some, you know, they they had to come from behind to beat Carey, but they had some key players out with injuries. And I'm not sure Joy Lee even knew if she was going to have a full roster going into conference play, but man, have they opened up gangbusters, you know, two straight wins as well for the Lady Eagles on
0: the road. Think about this, they were 5 and 4 when they went on a fort, they went on a four game road trip. They went to California, they beat UC Irvine 50 to 45 and then the next night beat Long Beach State 56 to 50. They go on the road to Troy, win a thriller, come from behind in the fourth quarter, 77-75 and then they just you know, you curb stomp a team when you hold them to 37 points an entire game and who better to do that to than South
1: Alabama? Well, she she's known as the Jaguar killer. I mean, I mean you remember when <laughs> Southern Miss couldn't beat South Allen anything except the Lady Eagles could go down there and beat them in basketball here or there. But the significance of those two wins are that both of them were on the road as well, Bob. So now they they come home for, I think, four straight. Right. They play Louisiana
0: Thursday night at home and then James Madison Saturday while the, uh, while the men are on the road. So the two teams are what a combined uh, – 22 and six.
1: Pretty good start. Not a bad start at all. But this, for the men's team now, like I say, four game road trip. You'd think that the War, the Warhawks are, at least so far, have been the weakest team in the conference. You'd certainly hope you can get that one in Monroe. Um, but the game, the game at Lafayette and the game in Huntington, those are going to be really, really tough road contests. You get either one or both of those. And I would think it's a, you're, you're, Jumping ahead of the field, because I don't know that a lot of teams are going to get both of those.
0: It's a great start uh, for men and women's basketball, and uh, we'll have one of the men's coaches on Thursday. Tomorrow. And uh, we were scheduled to talk to Joy Lee today. She's apparently gotten tied up. We'll try to get that rescheduled and get her on the show before the end of the week. But congratulations uh, to both teams off to a tremendous start. And remember, two Lady Eagle basketball games right here in Hattiesburg for you to enjoy Thursday night. Against Louisiana, can I say Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette, and James Madison, who I would assume would be the first time they've ever
1: played. Here. Man, James Madison has been strong in every sport. You know, Southern Miss came into the league this year, but Southern Miss was Division One. Here's James Madison coming from a lower classification, and they have everything has come up roses uh, for the Dukes in every sport so yeah. far.
0: Okay, don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, we still got Steve Knight on the show, and Al Holder, and uh, Ben Winpigler. I guess I revealed that. Right you did, I, did I slipped up, <laughs> uh, and and I know it's everywhere, but I, I do want to comment for just a minute. I know you're a big Bengals fan, Kelly, and uh, so obviously you were watching the game last night. I was watching the game, as were millions of people. Just stunning and chilling what happened, and uh, you know uh, the young safety for the uh, Bills uh, makes what in the NFL is a pretty routine tackle, and then. Collapses from cardiac arrest, hard to believe.
1: I think somewhere in the depth of any athlete's mind, particularly ones where there's a lot of contact, uh, football, um, pro wrestling, if you want to consider that a sport, there's certainly athleticism involved, auto racing, any time where there's a chance that there's going to be you know, contact with something potentially uh, very hazardous. I think to, to some level of consciousness, you know it, it could be the last time you know that that you take the field, you never really want to think that way because you never want to play scared uh, in any sport, but it can happen, and this was a freak accident um, but I think under the circumstances that that both the Bengals and the bills and I have to say this too, the Bengals fans, all of them I thought held themselves with remarkable uh, class and dignity and really putting the focus you know where where it should be. Um, The NFL has not yet announced that this game will be made up at all. Uh, They're still going to see how this shakes out. And, like, I think, I don't know how much time we have left, Bob, but you got, you know, there's two weeks before the Super Bowl, and what I would, if I were the commissioner, what I would do is let the NFL schedule this weekend go on as usual, then delay the playoffs by a week, let the Bengals and Bills play their game because it'll determine seeding and whatnot, then begin your playoffs, and instead of having two weeks before the Super Bowl, after the AFC-NFC championship games, just have the regular one week. But we'll see. All right. Steve Knight's next, Uh, former Golden Eagle great, and uh, now
0: the winningest basketball coach in the history of Mississippi collegiate basketball.
3: The Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour.
0: Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show. Joy Lee McNeilis will be joining us in the next segment. We have connected with Coach. Her phone was dead. Uh, so we're going to be connecting with her just in a few moments. Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the show. Campus Book Mart is where you'll find the latest Southern Miss apparel, of course. They're on Hardy Street. They're right across the street from the campus. You can also shop them online at campusbookmart.net, and we welcome
1: them as a continuing member of the Eagle Hour family. And they've got they've got the bowl championship t-shirts in. The oh, Lending neither. Tree Bowl t-shirt champion, the championship t-shirts are in and in your size and in a variety of colors. Your size? Well, you have to ask for my size. I got you, okay. They're behind the desk and in the bottom drawer. I say double double stitch. <laughs> yeah, two, that, two shirts. Together. That's right. And you got to pay extra cuz there's more material. Well, I can clearly that's, understand why
0: you'd have to pay extra. <laughs>
1: Our next guest
0: is no stranger to the Eagle Hour, and he's a very dear friend, uh, Kelly and I, and all of us at Super Talk. Steve Knight is the head basketball coach at William Carey University. He is a member of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame, the William Carey Hall of Fame. I'm probably missing a Hall of Fame or two. We'll let him uh, answer that. He's the winningest basketball coach in uh, the history of collegiate basketball in Mississippi, was an all-star, tremendous athlete at Southern Miss, and uh, just this past week won his 750th collegiate basketball game. Coach Knight, welcome back to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, glad to be here. Hope you guys are doing well in this new year.
0: We are. Did I miss any Hall of Fames? I had the uh, Mississippi Hall (laughs) of Fame, Southern Miss, and William Carey.
3: Yeah, there's a couple more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. USM Alumni Association Hall of Fame. All right, uh, and um, the Hattiesburg Public Schools Hall of Fame.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, I apologize, they'll do, they'll I apologize do, for that. Coach. That's fine. That's
3: fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I,
0: I should clarify: you've actually won seven hundred and fifty-one games. You won another game since you hit the seven hundred and fifty mark. But I want to take you back to the seven hundred and fiftieth game. I think it was against College of Coastal Georgia. Am I right? 60, that's right. Sixty-seven yeah. fifty-seven. So you go into the game. Did you know that you had to know that the next win was seven fifty? Am I right?
3: Well, I was. Uh, I, I was pretty sure, but you know, no, no one talked about it, and no one really knew uh, and, until the game was over with. But I had I had an idea because this summer I was I was. Uh, Writing the bio upgrade for somebody and I noticed it was 746. And so I said, well, four more 750. And so at that time we had won three games and that was the fourth one. So, and it's really, uh, really strange that the number 600 was against coastal Georgia. Really? And, and the coastal Georgia coach and I are really good friends. In fact, we, we both have the same birthday. And we communicate all the time. And and uh, he, for years, has said, Man, you know, that's 600 win. I said, He said, uh, yeah, if I had to give one up to somebody, I'm glad it was you. And I never even talked to him about this one being 750. <laughs> so right. I, after, afterwards, uh, I kind of shook his hand. I said, You know, uh, that's 750. And he about passed out right there on the court. <laughs> no, I'm sure he did. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny.
0: So, what what did that game mean to you, Coach? What what does seven hundred and fifty wins mean to you?
3: Well, I think it's a it's a really good mile, milestone. First of all, I've been coaching a long time, so hopefully you can keep you know gathering up some wins. But uh, seven hundred and fifty is it's a lot of wins, and and so it kind of takes me back to my entire career and what's happened uh, since I got over here at Kerry and. I have enjoyed a, a lot of good times, a lot of good teams, good, good, uh, staffs and, uh, you know, great support since I've been out here. This is my 41st year. So, um, you know, I sort of reminisce a little bit about how it was when we started in no old Clinton gym without any air conditioning. And now to where we are, where of course everybody has air conditioning now. We've got the new gym annex. Um, you know, with new locker rooms and weight rooms and training room, and and how we've progressed as a university and as an athletic program, it it uh, brings a lot of pride to me because I was I was AD when a lot of that happened.
1: I want to ask you a couple of questions, Coach Knight. Happy New Year to you, first of all. Uh, Thank you. you. This year's squad at Cary is is not one of the strongest ones you've had. You've you've also but you've also had some really just top-notch basketball teams. How does your coaching style change, if at all, when you have a team loaded with talent and when you perhaps have a team that isn't so much?
3: I think the teams that are loaded with talent you have to be a little bit tougher on, uh, knowing that that uh, you've got what it takes to you know, progress in postseason. You just have to put your thumb down on them and, and get, get all of that athletic talent out of each individual player and uh you know on on the flip side when you're down a little bit uh you kind of have to work more on the mental side and not let kids get down because they're not winning games you know we're competitive we've been in a lot of close games and it's just this year for some reason uh we've had injuries we've had uh players out with uh family deaths and going to funerals and things. And, I, you know, I, I, I really don't like to give them an option. I say, you know, if you have a family member that dies, uh, you need to be there. And uh, we'll go on. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay with ouch until you get back. And, and um, you know, we feel, feel bad for those situations. So it's just been accumulation of, you know, we've played uh, four games this year with seven or eight players. Yeah. And we're we're headed up we're headed up uh to Georgia. Uh we play Life this Thursday and we play uh Dalton State on Saturday and, and we've got eight. So, you know, we'll make do. And uh, I just love this team. I, this team has we've got great kids. And, and you know, I haven't raised my voice more than once or twice the whole year. Uh, yeah, they, I... they, they they really want to win.
1: I run into TJ a good bit, and uh, and love him. Local, oh yeah, local guy. Always got a smile on his face. Always has a good day.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great leader for us. He really is, and quite a story too. I mean, he didn't play college ball until he had been in his uh, third year of college, and then and then uh, now he's worked his way up uh, from our our JV team three years ago and played two years of varsity and. I know one thing—he can run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I
3: want to fly.
1: You, you're you're a Southern Miss guy, and we get this question a lot on the Eagle Hour, and I'm not sure if you've ever answered it on the air, but but take us through the process as to how you were how you never became the the basketball coach at Southern Miss when a lot of people thought that was a natural fit.
3: Yeah, you know, it. it uh, i gotten to the point where. I had decided in my career that I wasn't leaving Kerry unless it was, you know, somewhere else in Hattiesburg. And obviously that would have been Southern Miss. So I did interview for the job twice. And I, you know, from what, what I'm told, I was pretty close to getting it uh, a couple of times, but uh, you know, it it is what it is. and, And I don't harbor any ill will against that. I often sit back and think, well, what would have happened had I, been able to get that job 20 years ago. Where would, where would you know, the program over there be? Um, because, you know, you know, if you can coach, you can coach. It doesn't matter what level it is. But I face great coaches, uh, you know, throughout every season of competition. You know, these guys can get it done. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, all I can do right now is say, "Hey, what if?" <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't, I don't have any ill will against uh, that it didn't work out. It just didn't work out, and that's just the way, way it is.
0: Well, I would say 751 wins later, they made a big mistake, coach.
1: <laughs> Somewhere along the way, <laughs> I mean, that's well, a pretty big I, mistake.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, the style of play that we play and. You know, trying to get up and down the floor and uh, exciting basketball. I think that's something that possibly could have held the attention of basketball fans through the years. I think I think you know Jay's building it back now, and you see the crowds are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know it's tough, it's tough at that level. Everybody has good players, and it's the same with us, you know at at our level. Um, everybody has good basketball players. You just you just have to play a, a certain way, a certain style of basketball that can get you wins, and and uh, so it is definitely tough. But I think that uh, there's been times through the years that uh, Southern Miss hasn't had good records, and they've lost they've lost the uh, you know the basketball aficionados that used to show up all the time and. And then, you know, the, the fringe people that would come when you're winning, it kind of went away, and now they're trying to build that back. And, you know, I hope they get back to where they're packing that place out.
0: All right, Coach. Uh, well, know. 750 wins could not come to a more deserving man than you. And uh, we congratulate you. We, we thank you very much for your friendship that all of us here at Super Talk enjoy with you. And uh, go win another 750 games, Coach.
3: Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great to me. I appreciate y'all having me on the show today, and uh, we're gonna go get them. All right,
0: Coach Steve Knight, everybody, winningest basketball coach,
1: collegiate basketball history in Mississippi, and a pretty doggone good baseball player at Southern Miss too. Professional
0: after leaving
1: Southern Miss. I'm not sure he twirled
0: a a no hitter -hitter. at Southern Miss while he was there. All right, we think we've located Coach McNellis. Sometimes that's not easy to do. We think we've lassoed her, and we uh, hopefully will be bringing her on the show momentarily.
3: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: All right, we appreciate you tuning in. I want to thank Steve Knight for joining us in that segment. As our next guest will attest, a great, great college basketball coach. Steve Knight with his 751st victory over the weekend at William Carey University. 4th Street Bar & Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to have lunch five days a week. It's delicious. It's less than $10, and that includes your drink and your tax and all of that. And the food is always plentiful and very good. 4th Street Bar & Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. Also, I want to thank Mobe Beignet Company for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour, a great dessert spot on Hardy Street right across from the campus, a fresh topping every month. Fresh beignets as you order them and a great selection of hot and cold coffees and other drinks at MoBay Beignet on Hardy Street. We found uh, Coach uh, McNellis. Glad to have her back on the Eagle Hour. The Lady Eagles rolling four straight road games. Uh, UC Irvine, they beat them 50-45. Long Beach State, 56-50. Troy, they win 77-75. And then they beat South Alabama, 58 to thirty-seven, coach, you held South Alabama to ten points uh, in the first half. Knowing you the way we do, that's your kind of basketball, isn't it?
4: You know, it's kind of been really muggy. It uh, we've tried to muddy it all up, uh, and it's been, you know, fight and scratch. You know, I know Kelly set off the air. That's what he's been doing for thirty years. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but we you have. you win.
0: You're winning, Coach Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's not. <laughs> that would be the difference. But go ahead. <laughs>
4: uh, but it's just the, our defense has been what held us through, and it's been really, really positive for us. Um, it's kind of been our mainstay. I mean, going on the road and winning those two in California was really, really good for us, and then having the opportunity. To come back, start conference play with a, you know, with a start, with a 2 0 start, playing Troy, number one in the league, definitely gives you a lot of confidence, uh, being able to beat them. Because I'm going to tell you, Troy's good. I mean, they were averaging 24 offensive rebounds a game. And our goal was to hold them less than 24, and we held them to 22. However, uh, three of those or four of those were team offensive boards that went out where the ball went out of bounds. So in our minds, we held them less than that. So that was our ultimate goal for that game. And then we it's just to keep them off the glass because they're a team that chucks and chases it. They're going to throw it and go get it. And we felt like if we could control the glass and control the tempo of the game, and we played that game kind of slow, to be honest with you. Uh, We had to slow it down because we couldn't keep up with them, to be very honest with you. Because our post players are fast, our guards, they're just extremely athletic. And so that's what we had to do to win at Irvine, and that's what we had to do to win when we were at Long Beach State. And we did that against Troy, and it paid off for us. Um, We played a little faster against South Alabama just because it's a different kind of team. But our players have done a really, really good job of buying in to what we're trying to do against opponents. You know, some coaches say, hey, I'm going to do what I do and what happens, happens. Uh, And I'm old school, but I'm not that old school. You know, I'm going to do whatever adjustments that we have to do to be able to help us win. And I would rather run all the time and press all the time. But, you know, against certain teams, you just can't do that. So our defense has been our mainstay to give us an opportunity to score on offense.
1: And that that was my my next question is the defensive – stinginess, if you will, that your team, especially against South Al, which we always love when South Al, when we beat South Al, <laughs> uh, but the fact that you did only allow them 10 points in the first half and only, what, 27 in the second half, did, were you pressing more than usual against the Jags?
4: We, we did press more than what we did in the three previous games. We did. We threw it on and off and used some different three-quarter court pressure defenses against them, uh, particularly in the first half. Uh, did not use it much in the second half because we had built up a lead. Um, and we just kind of worked on different half court defenses and, you know, we changed our defenses a lot. And that's what we've done in those three games is just our half court defenses, making defensive changes. They have a freshman point guard that was playing a lot in the second half at South Alabama for our goal was to change defenses in the half court to try to keep her off balance. And, you know, so we ended up having a pretty good lead in that third quarter. And so a lot of players that never get to play got an opportunity to play in that fourth quarter and make some contributions. And so I think that's what it's all about. Penny Funis that had an unbelievable game against Troy. Her first double-double with us, That that's the young lady that's battling rheumatoid arthritis. She was in a lot of pain against South Alabama, so we were able to rest her a good bit in that game. And, you know, we just a lot of our starters were able to get a little rest, and so that was beneficial. But it was all because our defense gave us those opportunities in that first half.
0: You know, Coach, what really impressed me was the two California games. I'm going to make the assumption that some of the kids on the team have never been to California.
4: No, that's correct.
0: That is
4: correct. Some have never flown.
0: You make a cross-country flight. You're in California, which everybody imagines what California's like. For sure, dude. Uh, and, and yet those kids uh, maintain their focus on basketball. That that had to really please you.
4: It did. It really did, because you're you're exactly right. That was concerned. Uh, you know, a couple of my coaches said, you know, are you worried about them catching Uber? Are you worried about that? I said, no, I'm not. I said, they better not. Anyway, and so uh, praise the Lord, they did not. They did what they were supposed to do and uh, really stayed focused. And I thought they did a great job of taking care of business. And, you know, I think after we got that first win on the road, because we hadn't had an opportunity to, to win on the road, and you know be able to get that first win on the road was really huge for
0: us yeah you know i thought about rose warren when you went out there it's a long way from puckett to california isn't it? it is and
4: her whole family was out there and they stayed longer than we did rose didn't get to because we had to come back and practice but her parents they stayed out there a little bit and it's a long ways from Puckett, but no, Puckett arrives. Hey, <laughs> arrives,
1: Coach. I think the thing that's been most impressive to me about your club is, as, after your young ladies came from behind to beat William Carey in a game that was the, where the outcome was really not known until about the last eight that's minutes correct. or so.
4: You're very correct. Um, you,
1: you weren't sure at the time that you were physically going to have enough players even to be able to carry on the season. I mean, it that's was. Right. I mean, but but how are how is the team now health wise, top to bottom?
4: Well, we've, we've made a lot of progress. I will say that. We've come a long way since we've played William Carey. Uh, Feeney Funis is one that was out during the William Carey game, and uh, she is on a regimen uh, that Dr. Harrison has put her on here uh, with medications and a food diet and all of that, and that's been very beneficial to us, to her, uh, because she's a game-changer, and, we have told her that multiple times. Finney, no one in, in the Sun belt is someone that can guard you. You are a difference maker in the Sun belt. And we just have to keep her healthy. That's the catch. She doesn't practice every day. Like today, she was very limited uh, in our first practice this morning. Didn't go much, stayed in half court. Uh, probably won't practice this afternoon at all. We just have to know that we have to limit her to be able to help her get through. Uh, we play on Thursday. You know, Louisiana Lafayette, 6 o'clock. It's going to be a very tough game, extremely tough. The ideal thing is is it would be great if we could get a lead and then not play her some in the second half. That would be mm-hmm. the perfect world. Right. I don't know that that's the case, mm-hmm. but that would be the perfect world.
0: All right, Coach. Uh, you're nine and four. You've won four games in a row. You're two and zero in the conference. Is it safe to say you're going to kind of take it easy on the kids this week in practice?
4: What do you think? <laughs> you lost your mind? <laughs> Lord, have mercy! Uh, no way. Uh, know
0: me. I know. I know. No. Yeah, I going to say we
4: got to get two dubs this week. We got Ford home, and I will tell you, James Madison's two and zero. Louisiana Lafayette comes in here one and one. We got this weekend that is huge. Six o'clock Thursday night. We need some folks at Reed Green. Then we've got Saturday James Madison that will come in here undefeated. Oh, now I'm gonna tell you they got a they got a travel issue. Now they're chartering, but they play at Old Dominion on a Thursday night, and they have to come to Hattiesburg to play on Saturday. Wow,
0: that's not that's not great scheduling, is it? No, no,
4: no. no. So, uh, but that'll be Saturday. So we're really looking forward to it, and hopefully we'll have a good crowd here at Reed Green to uh, cheer us on so we can go okay. 4-0 in league play.
0: Well, you know, we'll be cheering for you. We're really happy about, uh, about the great start, and uh, as always, we thank you for coming on our show. Appreciate it.
4: All Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Coach Joy okay.
0: McDallas, everybody, head basketball coach, who we would tell you came on the show sick, battling bronchitis and not feeling well, but uh, she's uh, – a. Big, big friend
1: of us. And, and the thing about Coach McNellis is it, we joke about her being tough on those young ladies. She's tough on herself. Oh, yeah. I mean, she never slows down.
0: Yeah, yeah. ask one of those basketball players <laughs> of Coach McNellis to slow down see what right. they tell you. All right, Al Holder's next. I want to get Al's view on the uh, football season, the start of basketball, a longtime Golden Eagle fan as we move into the new year.
1: Yeah, speaking about somebody who slowed down. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
0: Miss to the top. All right. D1 DBAT sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. State of the art baseball and softball training over at DBAT. Sports training of every kind at D1. State of the art facility. Really impressive on Hardy Street. We appreciate D1 DBAT for all they do for Southern Miss and, of course, the Eagle Hour. I want to thank uh, Joy Lee McDallas for joining us. Uh, and I want to thank uh, our good buddy Al Holder for being kind of. Uh, Available to kind of re coordinate here as we missed Joy Lee in the first segment, uh, but have Al here for the last segment. All right, Al, first of all, Happy New Year to you. For those that Happy don't New know,
2: Happy New Year to y'all. Al is yeah.
0: a very, very dear friend of mine and uh, somebody that uh, I always enjoy Southern Miss Athletics with. All right, Al, here's the question Are you happier about the way football season ended or the way
2: basketball season has begun? Uh, you know, that's a difficult question, but I, th- I think I'm think i really, really happy about the way the football season ended, simply because we got the seven wins, and uh, that's kind of really uh, going to set the stage, I think, for the future. Uh, as a sideline, a guy named Russ Robinson, who's, a, who's called over 5,000 high school uh, football games here in Mississippi, told me the other day that... Uh, uh, Will Hall has some really, really talented players coming next year. Really talented.
1: See, if I was asked that question, Bob, I think I would have answered. With all due respect to Al, I think. Of, and by the way, it it is great that we got Al even in the last segment because here it, comes it, Al at his age. Any segment we delay, if it's just one, here comes Al. You know, he may not be <laughs> he may not be be around. But uh, anyway, <laughs> says,
0: says Mister Healthy <laughs> Kelly Satter. <Saturday, Al. laughs>
1: But it was so important that basketball start well this year because, you know, if it had not, all right, and it would be just the opposite, then you're potentially, you know, this is all hypothetical now, obviously, that you would have been looking at perhaps a coaching change and then another two- or three-year rebuilding job. So an argument could be could be made, you know, both ways, but I certainly yeah. respect uh, Al's view. Here's another question for you.
0: We We hashed around on the show last week. Athlete of the year at Southern Miss, was A, Frank Gore Jr., or B, Tanner
2: Hall? Oh, wow. Golly. Uh, I uh, I think I'd have to go with Gore. And and the only reason I say that is because we would never have achieved uh, seven wins this year or even gotten close to it without uh, Gore. Uh, Tanner uh, was certainly a a spark and probably uh, set every weekend series in baseball off on a positive note. So it, that that's really difficult. Yeah, right. Both kids. Wow. Both kids were really important. Yes, really important. no question.
1: Al, going back in the years that you followed Southern Miss, going back to the Bubber Phillips years, and even you know. <laughs> back in the in the 50s and whatnot um, can you recall a time when you look at the overall health of the athletic department at southern miss and has it ever been as healthy from top to bottom you think in just about every sport as it is today as we speak
2: there have been uh probably two or three times over the over the decades that uh, I would say right now uh it looks like we're in Really good shape, particularly I think because of the new conference affiliation. Uh, The uh, but if you go back to the early '90s, uh, you know we had uh, some really really good uh, football, men's and women's basketball. And uh, baseball, so I mean we were pretty good then back
1: there. Now, Al, if it was anybody other than you, I wouldn't ask this question. But are you talking about the 1890s or the 1990s?
2: The, 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 the 1890s, <laughs> well before we ever got. To... <laughs> All
1: right, I'm you're, done, Bob. You're I'm laughing. Okay. I,
2: I just celebrated it my 81st birthday. There you go. Good for you, man. Al, you sent me a text
0: yesterday. Were you kidding me? You said we were watching the we were watching football, obviously at each at our own houses and. Al, not text back and forth a lot during athletic events. You said I went to the 1955 Rose Bowl. Is that right?
2: I was there. Uh, Ohio State beat Southern Cal twenty to seven, and I I was living in California. My dad was an Episcopal priest, and we lived out there. And I was pulling for Southern Cal, so I was a bit disappointed over that score. But yeah, I was there. Is it as beautiful as what the
0: announcers were talking about
2: yesterday? Just California is a beautiful place inhabited by some really weird people. That's a great. It, that's it, a great
1: description. It,
2: that is uh, exactly right. Uh, but Pasadena is just gorgeous. There, it's just beautiful. Yeah, a, you look ca- up in the right.
0: mountains. California is a magnificent state. Uh, it's oh, just, just it's just the people that kind of kind of yeah, ruin it. Yeah. All yeah, right, I got about thirty it, seconds left. You you mentioned the word rebuilding. Do we have to rebuild the baseball pitching staff, or do we just reload these days at Southern Miss? Uh,
2: just uh, empty the gun, put a put a bunch of new uh, bullets in the chamber, and you're ready to go. The, and and the, and the only thing I would do with this basketball team is try to cut the turnovers down a little bit. You want to get your turnover assist ratio uh, a little more two to one, and I, we're going to be good if we do that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm predicting a conference championship in football. I'm mean, I'm sorry, in basketball and baseball
1: to start like out 2023. <laughs> I'm just glad Al said reload the gun instead of reload the musket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey Al, well, uh, next time uh, we'll get you on longer for more abuse from Kelly. It's, and, uh, it's, it's, oh yeah! If you want Can't me to, I'll, I'll slap him right when the show's over. <laughs> if that'll make <laughs> you feel better. Yeah. Happy 81st paycheck. Ha- give him his paycheck so he can cry. Happy, happy 81st birthday, Al. Thank you, man. Hey, we love you, Al. Talk to you soon. Yeah. yeah. See you, bye. Al Holder, everybody, Brandon, Mississippi, one of the great Golden Eagle fans of all time. No question about it. All right. <laughs> well, <I'm just> <laughs> that wraps up the show. We'll be back tomorrow at one. Hope you will too. Until then Southern myth.
1: To the top to
4: the
1: sea.